Hey there, everyone. It's your DM, Lucas. Look at that. Two episodes in a row, we're having another conversation. Don't worry, we'll get back to the uh, regular way we do things. You can hear Wintro come in. Wintro, wing over. Wow. Listen, holidays, here we go. So, I started my holidays. I'm catching up on things. Feels good. Of course, we are in the holiday season. Uh, so happy holidays to everyone. If you don't celebrate any particular holidays, happy, hopefully, day off you got. I hope you catch up on some sleep. You get some good times. hope everyone's having a safe holidays. I know it's hard. We all want to go see people, family, friends, just really anyone. We're all feeling the strain of this. I had a you know, video chat with my family, and it was... It was hard just wanting to see them in person, but things have been pretty bad here, as I'm sure they're they're not great elsewhere. So keep those spirits up. I know it's difficult, but uh, one of the things I found has helped me is lots of projects, lots of work, keep myself busy, because a busy mind doesn't have too much time to dwell on our world being on fire. So yeah, that's good. But take care of yourselves. Make sure you're staying safe. If you're not feeling good, take that time to yourself. Just, you know, binge some shows. I just finished the Hawkeye show. It was actually pretty good. Uh, what else do we have here on my little list of things? Some new things have happened lately, which are cool. Uh, Spotify has implemented a rating system. So if you use Spotify, that'd be sweet. Just hop on Spotify. All you have to do, if you listen to us on there, is at the top of your mobile app, uh, whenever you click Battle of Seven Dice, there'll be a little star rating. You can mark us whatever stars you want. Uh, Whatever you feel. I mean, five would be cool, (laughs) of course, but, you know, use your heart if uh, you feel like you really love this show, you feel like you're you're enjoying it and that kind of stuff. Seeing those those ratings really uh, not only help give us a boost and share us with other people who might enjoy this story but it also you know helps me out and i can see that people are actually enjoying this because a lot of the times it is shouting into the void and i'm not sure are people enjoying this story are people wanting to hear more that kind of stuff right so that is the joy of podcasting it is a a large question mark every time you send out an episode you're like well i hope people like this you see the numbers and you just can only wonder so i do hope you're enjoying ballad uh so there are the spotify stars that you can hop on there and, and click those and we would absolutely love to see that we are having a q a kind of thing for the, the the start of the new year as you know we are done recording ballad so I'll see if I can snag some some of the Death Shift guys. We'll see what can happen with that. Might just be me rambling into a microphone. I don't know. But send in questions. Any kind of questions. Doesn't matter. Um, I already asked a few people and they sent me in some, which is rad. It could be anything. You'd be like, what's your holidays like? It could be, what did you think of this bad guy? Did you want to do something different with this adventure? How was the editing process? Absolutely anything. You send me anything, we could chat about it. If it's huge spoilerville, then, I don't know, maybe I'll just message you back with uh, some stuff that might be a little spoilery if you're interested in that kind of thing. I don't want to put it 
huge spoilers on this in case anybody's listening, right? But yeah, send us a message. Uh, you can do that through multiple means. We have our email, balladofthe7dice at gmail.com. There is Twitter. You just shoot us a DM through Twitter. Always good. We have Discord. I'll include a link to our Discord in the show notes. So you want to join our Discord? Click that Discord. We got memes and stuff. Uh, Got art in there. All sorts of good stuff. All sorts of other podcasters, too. It's fun. Yeah, so we're going to do a QA. I'm going to probably talk about a, a number of things that are going on with Ballad and stuff like that. But we'd love to absolutely hear from you listeners and... I'm just curious what you're all thinking about. But I do hope you've all been having a wonderful holidays. I hope you're taking that time to relax. It is stressful as hell. And the most important person is, of course, you. So take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of others? Right? All right, travelers. That's enough of me rambling. I'm sure you're all excited. We're on episode six of this arc. So without... Any further ado, I present to you All Hail Prince Emzy, Part 6. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Borden, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen of Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Drax here, the Dragonborn Artificer and Chosen of Machines. see a small little dot in a vast night sky. As we approach this dot, we sail through the astral realm. Bodies of large dead creatures float about. A massive whale with multiple wings swings on by as you continue to drift through this starry sky. As we approach this large dead god's body, we see a city has been built on top of it as it floats through the astral realm. Large spires stick off of this dead body. This strange gothic architecture seems to create almost a menacing look as we continue to zoom in. We see a number of Githyanki going about their day, talking to one another, training, learning new ways of war. We see red dragons fly through the sky, roaring triumphantly. We watch as a few Githyanki meet in alleyway and nod to one another as their eyes go completely black and they make chittering sounds. We go through a number of sewer systems traveling right underneath a large stone castle. 
it going down into what is known as the Dragon's Warren. Large bellows can be heard echoing through here as rocks begin to fall from the ceiling. Dragons slam themselves against walls, sealing one another as they claw at their ears. We see hundreds of tiny insects swarming about in this area. A Githyanki print steps back as a rock falls, smashing onto a pile of gold pieces, showering him and his companions. We look over to see a dragonborn a tiefling and a half-elf as they stand with a number of other Githyanki whose eyes are completely black. I need everyone to make me dexterity saving throws. 18. 14. I got a natural 20. Alright. So, Kelsar, you are the only one taking damage here. Kelsar, you take 12 points of damage as you manage to mostly get out of the way of a rock, but it slams into your side as it's falling down. You see the other eight Githyanki that were with you are all quickly dodging out of the way, but a rock comes and squishes one of them. This blood just splatters out from where this rock stands. These dragons are roaring and smashing into areas. MZ, while you are ducking underneath swinging dragon tails and rolling out of the way of boulders, you look over and because your passive perception is unbelievably high, you see this horn. There's a stand, like it, it walks upwards and on top of it is this horn and it's just floating. You see that there are red symbols carved into this brass horn and it sort of like spins a little bit as it's going around. It's giving off this reddish golden glow. You can feel the energy coming from it and it's clear as day that is the exact horn you saw in that memory. These red glowing symbols, is it is it a language? Is it like anything I recognize? Yes, it appears to be. Can you read Infernal? I can. It's too far away to make out what it's saying, but you know it's infernal. Okay. I'll yell out to the party and I'll say, there it is. There's the horn. All right, so we got to hurry up and get that thing. Um, since MZ's probably the best at acrobatics, we'll, I guess, try to clear away from him. Sure. All right, so we are entering into a skill challenge. So it might have been a bit since we had one of these. Rules of the game. So you have this challenge, there's a set DC, and this one there will be two rounds. So you either need, for this one, you need three successes to pass, or if you get two failures, then something really bad happens. For the second round, you need two successes or one failure, something bad happens. So basically you can be as creative as you want, use any skill you want. I'll tell you the DC, it'll be a set thing. No matter what you want to do, you'll have that set DC, so it could be as wild as you want, have fun with it. But first, let's get initiatives. 15. Wow, 19. So I got a 15 altogether. We start off with Kelsar. So Kelsar, what are you going to try to do to clear the way? There are dragons swinging about in here, gouts of flame are just shot out, you see rocks are falling, mounds and mounds of treasure is like collapsing and creating like almost landslides of gold. Can I use a, a spell slot to give MZ haste so he can maneuver through everything quicker? Roll me a caster check. Oh, and the DC is 14 at the moment. Uh, 16. 
Alright, so you reach out and you cast this spell. MZ, you feel your senses heighten. You feel yourself just become faster as this energy flows around you. And it goes to MZ next. Full bore towards the horn. And I'll be ducking and dodging and zigging and zagging. You could do either an acrobatics or an athletics. DC 14. I'll do an acrobatics. I'm not even lying. I just got another natural 20. You're fucker. Alrighty. So... You see, MZ is going and like he has these like uh, it's pretty much like those weird Hobbit action scenes. Like he jumps onto this like sarcophagus that's like sliding down. He rides it through this gold, leaps over this dragon's tail, does a front flip because why not? And then you see him. He's like running up the back of a dragon while it's screaming. He jumps off it, catches one wing, and does like a flip towards the horn. And he's about halfway there now as he's running. And we go to Drax here. How far away are we from MZ right now? Like, are we kind of right next to him? Or MZ's probably like, because he has to do a little bit of craziness just to get there. He's probably like about 30 feet or so away from you. Uh, so there's like a lot of falling boulders and stuff right now, right? So I'm going to cast Enlarge on myself and kind of start batting away any falling boulders to get too close or kind of push stuff out of the way. Oh, nice. So you can either do, I would say... An attack roll or a caster check, whichever one you want to do. I do like a caster check. That is a 17. Alright. So you see Drax here start growing quite large. And just start smashing away these boulders as they're coming towards all of you, which offers you some cover. You see some of these dragons are starting to settle down, but then a few more fly in after hearing this commotion, and then the insects swarm them. Now there's even more dragons in here that are just getting chaotic. We go to Kelsar, so the DC is now 16 for whatever it is you like to do. Now there's more dragons in here. MZ's about halfway to the horn, and Draxir is quite large batting away boulders. Okay, I want to help uh, bat away the boulders, and... Maybe potentially distract some of the dragons. I'm gonna fly into the air and do my aerial energy blast that can use Shadow Purge. Okay, so I'd say that'd be an attack roll if you're trying to hit these dragons to distract them. Oh wow. Oh wow. 22. So you start launching yourself into the air. And you start blasting these bolts of energy out continuously at these dragons as you're causing them to swerve away from MZ and turn towards all of you. And now you have a number of angry dragons looking your way. We go to MZ. So MZ, you're not too far from that horn, but now there is uh, a lot of this treasure is starting to like cave in and like kind of swarm down and it's becoming a difficult train to get through unless your favored terrain is Scrooge McDuck's house <laughs> you can't dive into it it's not liquid it's just solid I'll do a misty step teleport 30 feet closer to the horn uh, roll me a caster check then 14 on the dice on the dice okay 
So you go and you focus on where the horn is and you feel yourself turn into mist as you're quickly weaving through all this treasure. Floating above things and as you're getting towards the horn, you feel this energy rippling around. It feels kind of similar to when you're around Ronnie and just the chaotic energy around him. But you're being used to that. You're actually able to maneuver through it a little bit easier. And then you find yourself appearing in front of this horn as like two more boulders smash down on either side of you, showering you with gold. Okay. And that ends the skill challenge. You guys got 100% success. Hooray. And you see these dragons are now starting to settle. The infernal runes on the on the stand here. What did it say? When you're reading it, it's even though you can speak infernal, it still seems a little difficult to read. Like it's written kind of like it's like even though you know English, trying to read really old English is still difficult. But you're basically getting the gist that this horn is known as the horn of hell. When used, you can summon upon the powers of hell, and you can bring its minions to aid you. When you uh, like bring your hands near it, I don't know if you grabbed onto it or. I wasn't sure if I was gonna <laughs> do that, but you're making it. You're making it sound like I should. You can. It's up to you. I don't know how you're gonna get it if you don't. But <laughs> when you kind of like, you're not necessarily grabbing onto it, but like just having your hands out near it, you feel energy and warmth coming from this thing okay i'll grab it is this thing like too big for me to move by myself no it's like the size of like a like a trumpet it's not too big okay yeah i'll grab it then so you grab it and you feel this energy wash through you you feel powerful and you feel in control while you're holding on to this horn like you don't really have to listen to anyone anymore you're looking down at this artifact in your hands and looking around at these dragons these people everything just seems insignificant while you're holding on to this horn and make me a wisdom saving throw 18 altogether you kind of shake your head and you like you, you get your head out of that and you are looking down at this horn and you realize that this this thing's powerful and it definitely has an influence around it. So you kind of like wrap it up in some uh, extra cloth just to hold on to it. No, fuck that. I blow the horn. Do you? No, no. I Wait, no! <laughs> <laughs> you can. No. If you want. No, right. no, no. <laughs> the rocks stop falling and the dragons settle down. A lot of this area has been really trashed. You are looking about and you see that the dragons are coming up. There's at least like 14 of them and these things are massive. They're like four or five stories tall, some of them, some of them even bigger. You see one of them, they bring this head down and this gift Yankee that was with you that seemed to always be talking to you is maybe like the size of its eye. And then you hear it making these insectoid-like clicks towards this creature. This dragon responds, and the gif turns towards all of you and says, Now that we have the horn, we can stop your mother, Enzi. Do you wish to come with us? She is already beginning her ritual. I feel she's aware of what we're doing. Well, Enzi, what do you think? 
You can just leave if you wish to. We will try to complete our mission. What do, what do you guys want to do? Honestly, your mom sounds like a huge bitch, though. So. Yeah. Yeah, she is. And uh, her being in control, because, I mean, honestly, the dragon's taking care of her isn't a sure thing. And if she manages to take down the dragons, then st what's stopping from her coming back to us, you know? If we don't stop her now, then she's probably never going to stop going after us. So many people are going to die, too. Okay, we'll go with them. Well, we're going to go and stop her. All right. So one of the dragons comes up near all of you. And it crouches down and kind of like shifts its shoulder to let you all get on. Draxir, have you ever encountered a dragon before? Um, I don't think I would have, no. Must be like a weird moment. The, the dragonborn getting on the dragon. And like this thing is, it's massive. And like it, these things, they fill you with awe. Like they are majestic, powerful, terrifying, beautiful. And now a, a little bit more frightening as their eyes are completely black. So you all get on this large dragon. The dragons all start filing out. There's these large holes on either side of the cavern. The dragons can just soar out. And they roar triumphantly as they launch themselves into the air of the astral realm. Sailing up, you can hear sounds of combat and war and screaming from gith fighting gith as you look to the streets. The dragons carry you high up above. You see these gith, their eyes are completely black and they're facing off against these gith Yankee royal soldiers as they're all trying to swarm in towards the palace. You see there is this light that's coming from the top of a tall spire connected to the palace. You know this is where your mother often did a lot of her magical experiments. This light is radiating out and this buzzing sound starts happening. You see the gith down below that are a part of the hive almost start becoming feral. They start just losing it as this energy is radiating from this tower. And you see even the dragons like shake their head for a moment and roar, and then they seem to be okay after that. And one of the hive turned towards you, one of the gith. Your mother is sending out energies. She's trying to disrupt our connection to our brothers and sisters across the stars. If we don't stop this, they'll go feral, and I don't know how long the dragons will remain with us. What do you suggest we do? As we approach the tower, the points of high magic that your mother will have set up over time, just sabotage the room while you're in there, help disrupt her ritual. Okay. You all start sailing over the city, and you hear the sounds of combat as you start approaching towards this tower. These dragons all start swarming around it, creating almost like this cyclone of red scales and flaming breath. You hear another roar as you watch Emzy, your brother, this pit fiend, comes sailing, hurtling through the air, this hellish flame around him as he collides with one of the dragons, and they go screaming down, crashing into a part of the castle. Rubble is exploding everywhere. 
you look over and you see the dragons now are ripping apart this tower. And it seems to be magically reinforced, so it's taking them some time. But a piece of the tower gets completely ripped off. And inside, you see your mother. Her hands are raised. Her eyes are completely white. There is, you can see the magic in there swirling. You see that there are a number of different artifacts and items set up around her that are just crackling with energy and shooting energy right into her body. What would you like to do as the dragons are just flailing around and biting and gnawing at this tower and flying close to it? Can I cast a spell magic on that? You can try, but I don't, I'm just telling you now what you're trying to interfere with, you might not be able to do it. Just giving you a heads up. Okay. But yes, you can. I got 16. You reach out and just the magnitude of a spell to help you ascend to godhood does not get dispelled by this. Damn, I really thought that would work. <laughs> it's like the bucket of water on the forest fire. This should do the trick. I'm sorry, but can you paint this picture one more time? We're, we're all on the back of a dragon right now. Yeah, you're on the back of a dragon sailing through, and basically, like, imagine this large tower is sticking into the sky. The dragons yeah. have ripped off pieces of the tower as they fly by it, just, like, mm -hmm. smashing into it, biting it, breathing onto it, and there's been, like, these large holes, like, ten feet across that have been, like, kind of ripped out of this tower. You can see your mother inside as she has all this energy radiating into her. Okay. And so, like, you keep coming close to there, so, like, theoretically, you could jump off into the tower. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was trying to picture here. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll make a jump for it. Alright, roll me an acrobatics. Or an athletics, whichever's better. 14 on an acrobatics. Okay. Is anyone else attempting to jump? I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my wings and. Uh... Oh, then you don't need to roll anything. You can fly. There. Oh yeah, actually I'll use my boots of flying. What am I jumping for? All right. <laughs> so you click your heels, and uh, you start just like you see MD kind of like lift into the air and like glide gracefully towards the tower, and Kelsar these large wings rip out of your back. One is pure white and one is like a pure black as you lift yourself into the air and you feel complete control over this and start launching yourself towards it. Drax here, what are you going to do? I guess if, if they're ahead of me and I see them do that, I'm going to try to make a jump for it. Not a single one of them tried to help you get there. I have to think of something clever to do here. So I want to use my flash of genius. What's a genius thing to do here? Jump. Do we have some sort of control over the dragons in any way, or are they just, like, what are they controlled by right now? Uh, like, they're intelligent creatures, you talk to them. Okay, I'm gonna try to kind of communicate with the dragon to sort of, like, slow down and maybe, like, swing me at the tower so I can make the jump easier, I guess? Sure, yeah, this, so the dragon, it does another pass, and then it comes back around and it tries to kind of glide a little bit, like, a little sideways. So that you're kind of gripping on, you can launch off the dragon, and it tries to get you as close as it can. And I got a natural 20 anyways. So you roll, and you just like do this super sweet combat superhero roll, 
and like you have your trident in one hand and like one hand on the ground ready to launch yourself as MZ gracefully lands beside you and Kelsar lands behind you with these large wings. And Ronnie, you see him, he like does like this awkward leap and it really looks like he's not gonna make it. And then he like goes out of view. And then you hear him like sort of like uh, the sounds of bricks and everything falling as it sounds like he landed on a lower floor. So you are in this room now. You see that there are these five artifacts around your mother, MZ. There's energy crackling around them. She glances over at all of you. Her voice is like reverberating. MZ, why? Why have you sided with these creatures? The artifacts that are all around her, are they like being held up by like, like a pedestal or anything like that? Or are they just floating in the air? They're each on pedestals and they're kind of like floating just above them. And there's energy radiating. You see like pure magic is like rippling and shooting out towards me. I'll just make a run for one of the one of the pedestals. I don't say anything to her or anything. Make me a dexterity saving throw. 15. So you take 30 points of damage as she holds out her hand and this lightning crackles. It slams into your chest and like kind of lifts you off the ground a bit. As you like stumble back and the you have the horn on you and you hear it just like clatter down onto the ground and spin and roll. And she looks down at the horn and says, why have you taken the horn, Enzi? And Kelsar, you see the horn make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, I definitely failed. One. One. Oh my god. You look at this horn and you hear like these words whispering in your mind. They're speaking to you in Infernal. And you want this horn. You want to use it so badly. You feel your feet involuntarily walking towards it. Draxir, you look over at Kelsar and you see his horns have like this reddish flame start licking up around them. Kelsar normally has two sets of runes that are on his skin ever since he's become a Nephilim. And you see there's one set that is glowing a lot brighter red, while the other is like a dimmer blue. He just seems to be walking towards this horn. The horn. So seeing this, would I understand that he's kind of being like drawn towards it? Give me an insight check. Uh, that's, you know, 19. It, it definitely seems it. You can even hear the odd whisper of give me the horn. Right. And <laughs> as he's marching himself towards it, you see like he's reaching towards it. And it really seems like the more demonic half of himself is really drawn to this horn. I want the horn. I'm going to yell... Kalsor! And then run at him full speed and tackle him away from it. Alright, roll me that grapple trick. Natural 20. Kalsar, make me an opposed strength. Natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't pass. So, Draxir, you like run at Kalsar and he like turns towards you. What? And you do that thing where you like lift him off the ground and then slam him down into it. And Kelsar, you just, you're you are not snapped out of this yet. You want that horn so bad. You're like pushing against Drax here. Above me! 
Terry's! Come to your senses, boy. I want the horn! Give me the horn! We want the horn. We want it. We want the horn. We go to MZ. You look over uh, MZ, you see Kelsar and Draxir are fighting. You hear the dragons like ripping more at the tower as you see one of the items, one of the five actually disintegrates. And just the particles of light all fade into your mother as she takes in a deep breath and her eyes glow even brighter now. Can I, that really hurt last time. Mother's not weak. No. Can I throw a vial of acid at the at the uh, pedestal that I was gonna go towards? Definitely. Maybe I can destroy it. Hold me arranged. Twenty-two altogether. So you take this vial of acid and you just pitch it right past her head, and she thought it was coming for her, so she dodged out of the way. But actually, you're going for the artifact behind her. You hear it hit the pedestal, and the item is like this old decaying skull that's made out of crystal, just gets knocked off the pedestal and rolls away, and you hear the hissing of acid as it starts melting into the pedestal, and she shrieks out in fury. And everyone make me a dexterity saving throw, Drax here and Kelsar with disadvantage. Seven. 22. Yeah, I got a nine. Okay, so MZ, you take 17 points of damage. Draxir, you take 34. And Kalsar, you are resistant to fire, right? Yes. So you take 17. Ouch. As this just fireball rips through the room. It seems to coat like a skirt around each of these pedestals, like the spell itself had been sculpted, and this flame just bursts right through and coats all of you. You see there was a Gith Yankee that was coming up the stairs. It looked like they were one of the hive, and they just get coated in this flame and just topple down the stairs, hissing. And you see more and more chunks of this are getting ripped out. Now like a dragon's head comes through the wall and is snapping at your mother. And you hear more the sounds of more gift trying to get up as Ronnie is like stumbling into the room a little bleary-eyed. You look over at Drexer, you see Kelsar, his hands are quite close to the horn, but he's still like a little bit of ways away. Uh, so what would you like to do? Give us a horn. Give us a horn. Give us a horn. So I still got him grappled though, right? Yep. You still have him. I'm just gonna try to drag him away. Sure. Roll me a post checks. I'm gonna use my flash of genius and use some sort of like sick grapple technique. I don't know, like get him all like wrapped up, like he, he, he can barely like move his arms and legs. Sort of like full Nelson or something. I'll be an 18 altogether. I got 15. So you are managing to maneuver Kalsar away from the horn and a little bit away away from you. This dragon is, like, snapping in there. MZ, you can hear the sounds of Narmak shouting down below, like, lower uh, in the tower. And you think you can recognize the sound of your sister's voice. It sounds like they're fighting. Okay. Kelsar, at the moment, uh, you are being grappled. Is there anything you'd like to do? Well, can I do anything? Can I stop myself from... 
could try to make a saving throw if you want to take like your full turn and try to resist this. Sure. Got uh, 20 in total. So you see, Kelsar, you're coming back to your senses. It's really taking you a minute, uh, but that horn is pulling on you. And uh, you're starting to come back and be you. Uh, God, what, uh, what's going on? Uh, give us the horn. No, I don't. Uh, give us the horn. We want the horn. No. I'm going to no. turn him towards his uh, uh, no, no. mother, like the queen, and just be like, focus on your target. Uh, uh. All right, MZ, your team is starting to slowly regroup behind you. What would you like to do? I have one more vial of acid. I'll go for another one. Okay. Roll that hit. 18 altogether. So this time your mother knows what you're trying to do, and you hurl this acid, and she tries to reach out to grab it, like use Mage Hand in the air, but she wasn't fast enough. And you whip it, and it nails into another one of these things that rolls off its pedestal. And you once more hear the hissing of the acid. You see one of the other items disintegrates and moves into your mother. Now there's just one item left crackling. As she's staring at you, just livid. She starts moving her hands towards one another, and she reaches out, and she brings them together in this, like, clap of thunder. All of you need to make a constitution saving throw. I got 14. Five. We'll use my flash of genius. Can we say that I stick my trident in the ground to sort of make like a makeshift lightning rod of sorts? Sure. Got a 19 altogether. Drax, you're the only one who will take half damage. Kelsar and MZ, you take 37 points of damage as this rips right through you. You're like coughing up blood as it just like, reverberated through you and like, you. Draxir, you managed to put this in front of you just in time but you still end up taking 18 points of damage. I'm like down on on a knee. I'm definitely coughing up blood and like I'm not good. So Enzi is looking rough. His mother's looking furious. But this shockwave dismantles the rest of the top of the tower. As it comes crashing off the side, you hear it smash into the top of the castle. And these dragons now are swarming in and they're ripping and biting at your mother. She's casting these spells, ripping the, these dragons apart. These dragons are biting into her like one rips her arm off while she's still casting these spells. And you all have one action as it looks like she's building up some serious high magic. You see, your mother has a hand out, her only hand left, and she's like casting, it looks like an incredibly powerful spell. I will run up to MZ and uh, put my hand on his shoulder and cast Cure Wounds at third level. Okay. I'm gonna put. Can I push my powers and do like a Kamehameha blast at her? Yes. Alright. So MZ heals for 20 points of life. So MZ, some health bolts right back into you as you feel some of your wounds stitch back up. Thank you. I got 20 total. 20 is a hit. 
So, uh, you're doing this blast. Let's see, you're level 9. I'll let you roll uh, 8d8 for this. Better roll really, really well. MZ, what are you doing while Kelsar's rolling this damage? So this blast, Kelsar sends off this blast of radiant energy, and it hits right into your mother's chest. I'm going to cast Zephyr Strike, and I'm going to attack her. So 15 on my first one, but it says uh, once before the spell ends, you can give yourself advantage on one attack roll on your turn. So I'll, I'll give myself advantage on Okay. Uh, natural 20. Nice. My second attack is uh, 20 altogether. And my third attack is a 19 on the dice. So that's 25. Uh, that hits. They all hit? Yeah. Uh, Kelsar, what did you do for damage? Just for we... 31. She takes this blast to her chest and screams out, but she still is holding on to the spell as MZ runs up with his weapons. MZ, roll percentile for that critical hit. 99% incoming. 77. You got 77? No one chose to run. Ronnie did. I will say this much. Ronnie ran. <laughs> what should call him? Granny. Ronnie. Okay. Uh. okay, 77. I'm gonna cut her fucking leg off. Cool. And roll double damage for the critical. <laughs> Remember, your er, not double damage, your first dive or critical is maxed out, then you roll the second one. Uh, so my first attack does 19 points of damage. My second attack does 13 points of damage. Okay. And my third attack does 14 points of damage. So here's what happens. She starts charging up this incredibly powerful spell. You all take this moment to mount your final attack. Ronnie runs down the stairs because it looks dangerous. MZ, you run up to your mother. This blast of radiant energy goes over your shoulder after Draxir healed you. It hits into your mother's chest. She cries out, but she holds on to the spell with her one arm. You come up, your blade slices off her leg. And it like goes flying off to the side, then you stab her once in the chest. And then you bring your other blade and stab it into her chest. The last glimmers of life barely clutch on to her. And I need uh, MZ, Draxir, and Kelsar to make me dexterity saving throws. Fuck you and your dexterity saving. She had three hit points <sighs> left. Fuck. If she died, you would have stopped the spell. <laughs> or if you ran, you would have got out of the way. It's a fucking Michael Bay adventure, okay? It's a dirty 20 for me. 13. I actually got a natural one. Oh, God. Mm. I'm done. I'm dead. My dice bless me with many 20s so far, and now it taketh away. It's okay. Dr. Draxir is here. <laughs> Draxir, what's your HP? And Kelsar, what's your HP? And Enzi, what's your HP? 34. I have 50. 22. Her spell goes off. 
and erupts in this purple light. Draxir, you see this light and then you see nothing as Ronnie, you're running down these stairs and Draxir's body comes like hurtling down, catches you and now you're both tumbling down as his unconscious form is tangled up with you. Kelsar, you lift your hands back for another blast, your eyes wide, you're getting ready to hit his mother again with another of one of these rays as this light shoots out. You go sailing out of the tower. Ah! NZ, what's your max HP? My max HP is 86. Alright. MZ, you also go flying. You are at the epicenter of the blast. You see your mother, and then you watch as this blast hits. Your hands rip apart. You see, like, the skeletal frame of your hands start to disintegrate as you go flying away. You feel yourself hurtling through the air. Your skin and everything is ripped off. You feel like the insides of you are just like leaking out into the air while you're falling. You see something though. As you're falling, this piece, this little vial comes out of your chest cavity. And you didn't know that this was there, that's for sure. You watch as your mother's phylactery flies out of your chest cavity and just disintegrates. Oh, perfect. And then you collide with the ground. MZ. You are once more in that area, that black nothingness, and you see Truth standing there. But then something happens while you're there. A shimmer of light, a golden light, sort of coats the ground and rises up. You see around you, it's no longer a black nothingness, but a city of gold. And you see people walk past you, these echoes of merchants and other tradespeople as they're, like, haggling over wares, and Truth is looking around and walks over to you. Emsi, it seems you have gathered the favor of a god. You understand why you're here, right? Not really. You've died. Oh, well, yeah, okay, I know that. Mm. Yeah, this. truth is it's just smoking a cigarette, like, fuck, you guys, are, you're gone, you're dead, okay, like, fuck. No, I, I know I'm dead, I know I died, <laughs> I've had this talk with him before, I know where yeah. I am, I thought he meant, like, the city, like, the city, like, where I am, because I haven't really been praying to anyone. Truth gestures out and says, this is the city of a merchant god by the looks of it. Seem to have taken an interest in you and I've been watching over you for some time. They point and you see the flowers like sort of poking out of your clothes and your chest. They gave you that trinket which seems to have been helping you. I grab it and hold it for a second and just kind of look at it. You 
have a better understanding taking a look at this. And this flower is uh, it's a symbol from the goddess of merchants. You're looking over and you understand that, mechanically speaking, this flower will let you re-roll one saving throw per day if you fail. Where the fuck was that? A couple minutes ago. You didn't ask Bordon to look at the flower. (laughs) (laughs) He kept telling everyone he could identify magic items and you kept it to yourself. It's been working for me. It has been. (laughs) By itself. (laughs) You used it earlier today, actually, when your mother was trying to pry into your mind is when I used the flower's ability, which let you hold off telling her information about Bordon. Otherwise, you would have spilt the beans. Okay. So you are looking at this flower and looking up and truth looks around. Enzi, you are now on your last life. The war is beginning to draw your close. Did you see the bright sky yet or have you not been back to the world? I've not been back to the world. As a thought has broken through. The shield the gods put around the world has shattered. The gods are still protecting two thirds of the world a third of the world has been erased. Creatures of Azathoth's choosing will begin to march out of the white light and attack this world. Your time is drawing closer to an end. But you have retrieved the horn. This will aid you greatly. You must seek out the harp. The harp lies in the lands of the dragonborn who walks among you. He puts a hand on your shoulder, and you feel, like, bits of you kind of, like, in pain. Like, it feels, like, inside your chest as you watch the parasite is growing over your body, and it goes up your neck and stops midway up. And you see, like, it goes over the other arm, down your legs. And you watch as before you had, like, these glowing blue veins. Now you have, like, these... Like, your skin almost looks like it's getting covered in like bits of like a carapace as like your blood is almost like forming over your skin creating this armor this natural armor now and so you have a permanent plus two to your ac sweet oh yeah but now it looks like you have almost like a a bit of a chitinous exoskeleton and the blood flowing over you can pull it back in if you ever wanted to but you could just passively hold it and it won't cause you any harm Okay. He has become one of the bugs. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's because you sided with the bugs. Hey, I made a decision. So, MZ, you open up your eyes once more, and the light, this grayish light, even seems a bit bright as you take a breath with your new body. You look over and see Kelsar is unconscious. His skin is burned. He has blood coming from his eyes, his nose, his mouth. You look behind you and you see a wave of Gith Yankee charging towards you in a feral state. Greetings there, travelers. It's me, Wing Over Gimbal. Famous known bad. Ooh, what a story today, isn't it, travelers? I can't believe all that went down. MZ's mother, the explosions, dragons, pit fiends, 
Hordes of Githyanki, you name it. We got it here, baby. It is wild and... Uh, oh my... Travelers, next, next story that you hear from us, the next episode. Oh, it is going to get intense. I, I hope you're ready. There's going to be a lot of good stuff coming. It has been a hoot. Hopefully, MZ uh, comes away okay from this. You know, it's always tough when you got, you got to do something like this. I mean, nobody really wants to be like, Oh, my, my mother's gone evil. Time to bring out my blood swords and, and take them down. But you know, that's what happens when your parent becomes a lich. These things, it's just a little wild. Don't forget to check out BattleBards.com as we used a number of wonderful sound effects from there. You can get all sorts of tunes from BattleBards.com. There's even some free stuff, so if, you, if you're kind of curious, go check that out. Oh, travelers, we've got a lot going on. There is a holiday special if you're interested. It's on the YouTubes. Um, it was with uh, uh, the cast from The, the Rise of Nyarlathotep. It was a a fun corporate horror holiday with a lot of singing. So if you enjoy that kind of thing, head on over to the YouTubes and look for the Ballad of the Seven Dice. We are there. We also have a Patreon. For just a dollar, you can go there and get access to hours upon hours of extra ballad content, one-shots, PDFs, uh, magic weapon stats, all that good stuff, even uh, single-page CTRPG rule sets that uh, that we have created. So uh, check all this stuff out at the, the Patreon slash Ballad, the number seven, and Dice. I, I think you'll, you'll quite enjoy it there, travelers. And if you want to treat yourself to, to a nice shirt for the for the holidays, maybe you want something that looks looks really nice, then you can head on over. We have a store... Let's see this on this piece of paper. It says, "Go to balladoftheseven-dice.com, click store. It will take you to our threadless store." Okay, so travelers, you can just do that. You can go over there and uh, check things out and, and just see what is it. See if there's anything that catches your eye. Grab yourself a, a death shift shirt or a Ballad of the Seven Dice mug or whatever it is that blocks your fancy. All right, travelers, I'm on vacation, so vacation wingover is going to get some eggnog, get some rum, and get way too many snacks. It's time to go gain five pounds. All right, travelers, I wish you all a happy holidays, and I bid you all adieu.